0: Welcome to Advocacy for Inclusion's Supported Decision-Making Podcast. This podcast series is made possible through the generous support of the ACT Office for Disability. I'm Rob Donnelly. I work for Advocacy for Inclusion. We're a Canberra-based community organisation advocating for people with disabilities. We also report on broad issues that have an impact on people with disabilities across Australia. We've covered a lot of territory in the last three podcasts, the power and importance of personal decision-making, and the bleak reality of losing that power, the supported decision-making process as a way forward that respects the independence of the decision-maker while providing the support that the decision-maker requests. We looked at the personal challenges that can occur when we are trying to support a decision-maker. As supporters, we can have strong opinions about what we believe is the right choice. We can struggle with the inclination to step in, voice our opinions, and persuade the decision-maker to make a particular choice. And it's complicated because there can be a lot behind that inclination to step in our sense of our role in the person's life, our presumptions about the decision-maker's abilities, our fears for the decision-maker if they make a choice, we believe, is the wrong one. In negotiating all that complicated terrain, we focused on two key points. Point 1. Supported decision-making happens when the person making the decision asks you for support. Point 2. The kind of support you give should be determined by the support that the person making the decision is actually requesting. In this podcast, we're going to step back and view supported decision-making within the bigger picture the universal-size picture of human rights. Our stepping back will involve some history, some important United Nations documents, and key ideas about the human rights that we all share. So, what are we talking about when we talk about human rights? First up, when we talk about human rights, We're not talking about some vague idea that we can apply to anything and everything in our lives. Having access to the food I need to live is a human right. Having access to all the chocolate I crave is not a human right. Having access to a home where I'm safe and protected from the elements is a human right. Having access to a multi-million dollar harbourside mansion is not a human right. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights is the one-stop shop when it comes to finding out what our rights are. If you Google the full title, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, or the acronym U-D-H-R, then you'll be able to see the full document. I've also recorded the text of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in a separate podcast for those who would rather listen. I can't exaggerate the importance of this document in all our lives. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights is about you. It's about me. It's about everyone you know and the strangers you are yet to meet. We are all equal, and we all share the common rights that are in this document. And we know that we are generally tracking okay as a society when these rights are respected by and for all people. And we know there are serious problems in our society when these rights are being ignored. Our modern understanding of human rights has a history, and that history is important. It goes back to the early days of the United Nations, when the member nations signed the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in 1948. That year, 1948, is worth noting. It was just three years after the violence and atrocities of the Second World War, The world had witnessed the worst that human beings could do to each other. The world had seen the horror of places where people were not all treated equally, where some were marked for exclusion, forced out of employment, treated as slaves. The world had seen the terrible evil of large groups of people being murdered because of their religion, their sexuality, their ethnic identity, and their having disabilities. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights was an international act that rejected the idea that some people are more important and have a greater human value than others. The Declaration strongly says that all people should be free, and all of us have equal dignity and rights. We're not going to go through all thirty articles of the Declaration. Instead, we will focus on three key points that run through the articles and are central in the world of human rights. Freedom Recognition Access When it comes to freedom, We're talking about freedom as opposed to any kind of slavery. Freedom to move, freedom to escape persecution, freedom to seek asylum, and freedom to make choices about our lives. When we're talking about rights connected to access, we're talking about access to all those basic things that make our lives safe and meaningful that help us grow, learn, and play our role as equal and respected members of our community. So we're talking about access to health care, access to an education, access to employment, and access to social support when we're in difficult times. And with recognition, we're talking about the right to be recognised as a person before the law that means when we have a legal problem we have the right to our day in court and to be heard fairly. We have as much right to be heard fairly in court as the Prime Minister or the Governor-General or anyone else in the country. Being recognised as a person before the law also means we have as much right as anyone else to vote, to be on juries and to do all those things that citizens do. Governments like Australia who have signed the Declaration have to take all those rights seriously and make sure they are in our laws. Every right is important and necessary. Every person has these rights. So how do human rights connect to the world of supported decision making? When a decision maker asks us for support, and the decision they're working through involves these rights, it's appropriate to reflect that back to the person, if they're not aware, that they have the same rights as anyone else in our society. And those rights are a solid basis for making certain choices and expecting that those choices will be made possible. You don't have to be a lawyer, or well versed in the law, to be a good supporter of a decision maker. It is helpful to have some awareness of human rights, and to know that when the person is making a rights-based choice, and they're facing a pushback, then it may be time to connect with appropriate legal avenues, such as a community legal centre, or the local Human Rights Commission. In our next podcast, we will continue exploring this area of rights-based decisions in relation to the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. Thank you for deciding to listen to this podcast. I hope you decide to come back again.